recording? <laughs> if only you could see Josh's face too. This week we're going to talk about the evil side of animated Disney. Welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. And Jim. And this week, we are out of Listober, Spooktober. We're done with that. Uh, but we're still staying kind of evil, scary. We're, we're like transitioning, slowly transitioning out of it. And uh, so this week, we're going to talk about uh, top five animated Disney villains. And... I, I wanted to do animated Disney villains because we could do a whole nother list on live action Disney villains. Okay. And so I figured it was easier yeah. than just pulling everything Disney will do kind of one at a time. Yeah. Um, plus the animated Disney characters are so cool and there's so much to talk about with them and stuff yeah. because yeah. there are those, you know, and, from the 50s and stuff. And we should say that we're avoiding and excluding anything that's not strictly Disney Pixar is what I think we decided, basically. Yeah. So anything that's Marvel or Fox or Star Wars, anything like, like that, not on this conventional, list. Conventional, original, like those are all, Disney. Yeah, yeah. Those are all different things in themselves, so. Yeah, we're talking straight Disney Studios, not like Disney bought you out and <laughs> now owns your soul. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much everything. Cameron and I were just talking about that. They own so much stuff now. They do. They're, they're like Simpsons, Family Guy, like Archer. Pretty much like one or two companies away from being like a monopoly. Yeah, they are. They're, they're already a monopoly. Yeah, I fair. looked at the branch list of everything yeah, they own. They own it's like absurd. a part of Fox now too. Yeah. 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 So. Which you said they own Alien and Predator. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Yeah. And they just announced that they're putting that in the Disney vault. So which does is that terrible. make it? Does that make the Xenomorph a Disney princess then? <laughs> you know, I looked up the rules. This, Stay is, tuned like, to find this, out. this is This is a funny thing though. I looked up the rules of a Disney princess because you two yes. were arguing about whether or not to and we're not doing Disney princess. Okay, but I looked up the rules. Not so the, yet. so the not rules yet. of a Disney princess though is they have to be in a movie that was neither underwhelming nor or yeah, it's neither underwhelming nor like overwhelming. So it can't make too much money and it can't make too little money. If it does one of those things, they're not considered a Disney princess. So for instance, the princess from Princess and the Frog is not actually considered a Disney princess. Which is a really because it was it uh, it performed, reason? it was underwhelming that it performed at the box office. That's... Which is but Mulan is because of her act of bravery is how they do that. So she's, she's considered not, but she's not so a princess. Lame. Yeah. Yep. It's, That's so lame. Yeah, is that not like one of the most ridiculous things? So in total, out of all the characters they have, there's only eleven that are princesses. So are you, are is you Princess sure Leia a Disney princess now? No, she's not. She doesn't count as a Disney princess because she's not. It's overwhelming. They, they do too, well, yeah. <laughs> Even though she is a Disney are you princess, sure that right? Do yeah. a, a Disney list at all anymore? Because <laughs> we'll see you guys next rants. time. I love yeah, right. Disney. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> This podcast is not sponsored by Disney. Yeah, Thank we, God. We, 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 <laughs> I, made, I made it a point that Cameron cannot have Disney as a company as his like number one for the vil villains. <laughs> and I would like to make it a point that they are my number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and kick this off before we uh, get bought out by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh Cool, so let's jump over to number five. Number five. Um, so kicking it off, my number five, um, I told you guys 
uh, before we started recording. I changed one. <laughs> I had a discussion with someone the other day, and they said the villain, the actual villain of Frozen is Elsa. And that is my number five. Queen Elsa is my number five villain. Okay, I've, never seen, this, I've never seen Frozen. Because everything that happens in the movie that's bad happens because of her. Because she storms out, because she runs away, because she fights back. She might not have done it with evil intentions, but she did it like out of emotion and she caused all this pain to all these people. Yeah. No, and she's def- makes she's definitely the antagonist. I already agree with that. I just okay. was curious what yeah. your reasoning was. Yeah. No, because it's always it's one of those things I always go off of villain and anta- slash antagonist, which I often use the term villain, but they are most people look at them as different things. But whatever. Um, but villain, there's a villain antagonist, and then there's the monster mm-hmm. and the evil prince in that film. He's the monster. Right. He's not the villain. Yeah. 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 So Jim's never seen it, which is disappointing. You can't hang out with my kids. I also you watch it. I also worked at Target <laughs> in the toy electronics section when that movie first came out. So I am absolutely sick of Frozen, even though I've never seen it. So I was I too. Watch it I was too until I watched. I was it, like, and I'm, now I like it. I will get around to watching it at some point. But. Can I? Can I lay out the base plot? Have you guys seen the trailer for Frozen Two? Yes. Should, should we lay out the base plot so everybody can sure. hear? So it's Elsa runs away and causes a bunch of problems, and then her sister has to go and find her to solve all the problems, which sounds. Just like the first movie to me. I thought you were describing the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just you were describing. The I first just wanted movie, to bring that up. I mean, it just sounds exactly the same. But yes, uh, I don't know if you guys out there in uh, in Radio Land or Podcast Land agree with me, but I'm going to stick with it. Elsa's my number five. Okay. Um, but why is she like number five in top villains? Because I love the movie. Um, it sounds weird to say that. Feels weird to say that. <laughs> um, he dressed as Olaf for I, Halloween. This I should did. be said. It was my two-year-old forced me amazing. to do this. This should be said and put up on Instagram. Oh, actually, please. we should. We can put up a that. picture. We should totally yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because um, I just think it's interesting. It's not. It's not her just being flat-out evil. <clears throat> it's her resisting and wanting to be left alone. And she actually does it with good intentions. She runs away because she doesn't want to hurt people. And because she runs away and doesn't want to hurt people, she ends up hurting people, which yeah. I think is kind of fascinating. Um, and then, you know, her sister, uh, Anna, comes after her to save her, and she gets hurt even worse because... And there's this whole, like, resistance thing where Anna's just trying to help her, and Elsa doesn't want her help. She's like, get away because I'm going to hurt you. And she ends up hurting her, so she kind of knows herself. So it's an interesting, yeah. like, it's not... The reason that I put her on my list is because... It's not, she's not evil for the sake of being evil. And I think that's an interesting approach. Yeah. I mean, she's, it's again, like we've talked about before, like it's going back to like that hero of your own story type of thing. And that's really what she is. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, cool. So going into my number five, I, I thought about this villain last minute. I had actually forgotten about him because just cause I haven't seen the movie in so long. Um, but I chose Hopper from a bug's life, <laughs> uh, the evil grasshopper. And I, I just like, I adore him. Everything about it. I, I love villains. I guess I should like, I've said that before on this podcast, they are my favorite part of everything, mm-hmm. but I, I love him because he's just like this quintessential, like, I'm bigger than you, so I can do what I want type of villain. And he actually doesn't influence much in the way of the rest of the story. He only influences the beginning journey and how everybody looks at our main character at the end. 
because like he's scared away and stuff like that. But before all of that, he really doesn't do much of anything. He kind of just shows up as this big guy, scares this dude away. He has to go on this journey to find someone to help, and then he comes back. I think it's interesting because I'm I'm actually quite a fan of Hopper too. He's got a certain charisma yeah. about him yeah. too, which is which is something that I'm quite a fan of. But he's one of those where we never really ever see how he ever got into power. How he's he's just there. Like he's just the leader of, of the the grasshoppers and that's all that we know. Like yeah. we have we have no information on him like previous to, to what, what you see in the movie. Like, you know, what I'm I'm sure like the people who made him for the movie no, just as much about that character as we do. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, and he's played. I so Kevin Spacey. I I like him in a lot of films. We won't talk about the controversy, but I like him in a lot of films. And one of the things he's really good at is playing a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a great job. He like proves it again with Hopper. They, like you said, like he's charismatic. He's almost like he's almost charming in a way. Like you want to see kind of what he does outside yeah. of threatening these little ants. But I don't know. I just and think we kind of really we kind of see that a little bit when they're in like in Mexico. I think is where they're yeah. at, and they're like hanging out at like the bar, yeah. and like yeah. yeah. So we kind of see we're able to see the Hopper outside of him being a fearless or not like a, a fearful you know tyrant or yeah. or whatever. So they're 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 downtime. This is interesting. It's been a long, long, long time since life. I've seen a Bug's Life, but yeah. Uh, and so I'm having to go back and look this stuff up. But it says that he. Beats up his own gang members and presumably kills three of them to keep control of his gang. Yeah, I do remember him pretty actually ruthless. Yeah, hating he's pretty other ruthless. members. Yeah, yeah, he's just that's he's a ruthless, gonna do it my way or I'm gonna die type of villain, yeah. and that's what I love about Hopper. Yeah, I do, I do appreciate Hopper. It's also um, interesting that they how they work, just that it's a bug movie. I don't know. I just think that's I think that's interesting. Like, yeah, like what they they don't. They could easily do like a giant thing, like a human villain that could kill the yeah. ants easily. But they go, they stick with like the smaller, just yeah. a different type of bug. Yeah, and that's interesting. I think one thing, as like a quick side note, one thing I love about Pixar specifically, because I know like we don't know Pixar is a subsidiary of Disney, but I love their personification of yeah. stuff that like doesn't have that mm-hmm. normal like you know because we have we got famous stuff like Wall-E, Toy Story. You know, uh, bug flight from them. Um, yeah. Like you know, none of those really feature like anything human. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times they do. I mean, they do like they're they're like doing like social structures of you know things in the real world using other creatures. Yeah. And like the like Bugs Life is a good example because it's it's just like a class system almost. It's like they Hopper and his grasshoppers have more, so they continue having more. Yeah. Is kind of how it works. Yeah. yeah. So Pixar shows humans in Wally. They're just fat. And oh, that's space. true. But like, but that's not <laughs> yeah. what they're like based on. Like the like the the stuff oh, that like they're yeah. like is a robot. Yeah. Actually, usually they're humans are like their most one dimensional characters. Yeah. yeah. Pixar does everything in animate or bugs or animals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, but cool Hopper. I like it. I like the the Pixar mix too in there a little bit. But um, my number five is going to be go with with one that I kind of grew up and we've actually talked about him. Uh, previously, I don't remember which episode it is, but my number five is going to be Scar from The Lion King. Um, I couldn't put him any higher than number five because as much as I like him and, and, and as much as like he is like your quintessential villain, like he is, he is a villain to the core. Like you know, he's got that 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 formula. Um, he's kind of a puss, though. I mean, like if we look at him, he's he's real kind of you know. Like, he, it's exactly, he sends stuff to fight for him, and he's yeah. quick to back down and, and quick to be beaten. But, um, you know, we've like I said, we've talked about the whole villain formula. 
and stuff. And that's exactly what it is. He's got that. We, we talked about, like, the accent mm-hmm. stuff, too, I think. Oh, no, I think that was in school, actually, I talked about that. Not with you guys. I remember we were talking about linguistics, but, like, you know, a lot of people, like, with... You see it in a lot of different villainy tech deals. Like, they're, they're the foreign, like, you know, they've got the proper... Uh, like British or yeah. you know, posh accents. And yeah, stuff. I mean, a lot of times villains in general just have accents yeah. because they're trying to like separate them out from everybody else. So yeah. they'll have a different accent than the base characters because they want you to feel more and more separated from yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just I, like one of the things that like appreciates as a villain is like his reign. Like we don't see a reign like his for a long because he takes over the pride and, you know, Simba's kicked out, you know, Mufasa's dead and... Like, he, he's reigning over Pride Rock for how long? Because, like, we, we have to assume that, like, yeah. you know. Simba grows up. Simba is at least in his late teens, early 20s, like, early, yeah. you know, 20s, like, in, in, in relative it's to human huge, years. Yeah. So that's a long time for him to actually, like, have succeeded in his mm-hmm. takeover. And, like, yeah. I can really appreciate that as, like, a villain because we don't see that in Disney movies. <laughs> Yeah. So. yeah, he's also voiced by Jeremy Irons, who I love. He's got like that great like baritone type yeah. of voice that's just so amazing. I still I still sing the Be Prepared in the real deep like yeah like, well, all the time on a daily basis for some reason. And Scar is just such a melodramatic villain too. Oh, very he's much he's so. like a twirl your mustache type of villain. Like he'll yeah. Yeah, like he'll put why, you on the railroad and tracks. That's, <laughs> that's why I had to put him on my list. It's but like you know. Because of that reason, he is villain. He is villainy, like you know, yeah. incarnate. Yeah, you know. So. He took away the train and the railroad tracks, and he just made a whole pack of animals and just ran over someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it just happened to be one of the most depressing deaths of our childhood in a movie. Scars me to this day. Hey, you're lying. Maybe. Uh, my what number. Was it? <laughs> Let's go to number four. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want to do, buddy. (laughs) Number four. My number four is going to be classic Disney villain, Miss Ursula from Little Mermaid is going to be my number four. I actually Uh, almost put her on my list, too. I think that was the one I was forgetting. The reason that I put her, I mean, I don't don't need a reason. I don't need to to justify myself to you guys. Uh, I put it on my list because it's classic. I grew up with it. A lot of these villains, I realized, like, I put them on my list partly for, like, sentimental value or nostalgia or something that's like that. It's like, man, most, I remember watching this. It's like, that was such a cool villain. My list, yeah. And, like, nowadays I can go back and watch it, and she's still a cool villain. She's just evil to the core. And she's like a octopus thing. <laughs> um, but if, if you haven't seen it, it you know, she, she steals Ursula's voice and says the cliche Ariel's. uh Ariel, what did I say? Ursula. She steals yeah. Ursula's voice. She steals her own voice. Yeah. Um no she steals Ariel's What's voice. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, I don't know, I just she's she's just so cool. So I I'm gonna say so I was thinking a lot about Ursula. I, I'm not, I've I was telling someone that I I've always wanted to like Ursula and I never have. And it, it's like, for some reason, I couldn't really pinpoint it. And I really thought about it when making this list. And I realized the reason why. It's because she's not the villain in that movie. So... Yeah, I've heard, I've heard discussions like that. So King Triton? King Triton is the villain in that movie. Not only is he the villain to Ursula, he's also the villain to his own daughter. Yeah. And he sets everything off and keeps it going. Ursula's just another monster. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I never really liked her. Because she only does things... She, she's only just barely not one-dimensional. 
she's almost entirely one-dimensional. If not for giving us slightly her backstory with King Trident, she would be entirely one-dimensional. It is kind of interesting that my number five was like a villain who's not evil, yeah. and then Ursula is just a villain who's evil for the sake of being evil. Right, yeah. But that, that I think that's why I ended up not liking her. And it, But at the end of the day, she doesn't really do what I kind of just like want her to do. At the end of the day, I'm still very, very confused as to why she doesn't just kill Ariel. I mean, I, I never really... It's a like, kid's movie? movie? I was just going to say that. Like. <laughs> but, it's not like, but it's not like kids' movies don't have people dying. Yeah. They do. But and they especially Disney. <laughs> but Disney... Think about Tarzan. Think about Tarzan and think about how his parents die in that film. It's actually really brutal. It's really well, I mean, brutal. And, I mean, she still could have just killed we Ariel. We just talked about it with Mufasa, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was really that's, and that's my point. Is like I think I just... I, I wanted her to live up to that kind of expectation and be like become the villain, but she didn't. But she's got so much sass, though. She's so sassy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do agree that she's just plain evil. Like, yeah. There's not much else to... There's no, like, redeeming qualities or anything. I think she's one of those characters that could have not been evil, but the treatment by the king, I think, leads into her being evil. All right. I almost moved on to my number three. I'm just going to skip all <laughs> whole section. Um, it was Ursula, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so for my number four here... We've talked a lot about Sass, and like you say, Scar is the king of Sass. For me, it's Jafar. You talked about he's very sassy. Okay. I said Ursula is sassy. That's true. Ursula is sassy. (laughs) But but Scar, or not Scar, Jafar is like, for me, the king of Sass. He's just this very flamboyant magician. He's really funny, yeah. And he's just over the top ridiculous. And again, like he has that really deep voice, and I love that in a villain. It's so cliched, but God, I love it. Yeah. Um, but he's just he's ridiculous. He has a talking bird. He's looking for a lamp Gilbert in the Gottfried. desert. Yeah, he's got I a know. Talking and, bird voice by Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, and it's just he's absurd. <laughs> like the whole idea of Jafar is absurd. He's dressed in all black. He's completely separated from everybody else in the kingdom yeah. who wears bright blues and the tan walls and the white floors. Like he's separate from all of that. And yet nobody looks at this man like maybe he's a bad guy. And I didn't, I didn't really love the... I, I only b- briefly bring up the live-action version. I didn't really love that version because the I didn't... The Will Smith one? Yeah. I, I didn't love that version of Jafar because the guy who plays him is just... It's not what I wanted from Jafar. I wanted, like, that deep voice. I wanted that melodramatic kind of actor. Heard, yeah. I wanted more flamboyance from him. He was definitely evil, but he didn't live up to what the animated Jafar did. Um... But Jafar just, from start to finish, I mean, he's he's ruthless and vile and evil. And he'll do, they, I mean, even some of the stuff they're implying in that film that he's going to do to Jasmine, like even like shackling her and stuff like that, they don't go any further. But as like an adult, you know where they're going with that type of thing. All the way up until he becomes a genie himself. And, you know, it becomes like this all magical person who's then trapped in a lamp. But, Spoilers. Okay, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert for this, what, 1998 like movie, something yeah. like that. <laughs> but he he's absolutely great. He wasn't as good in the second film, Return of Jafar, which was just kind of a waste of time. But he was. Which he's, is funny because it's a movie named after him. Right, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's right. named after him. <laughs> but it, it, he's also just, he also just has a great henchman in that bird who can't do anything. The bird is worthless, but he's fun to be around. Oh, yeah, he's great. And, I don't know. I love everything about Jafar. He's just brutal and cunning and awful. And that's what He's ex- what we wanted a Disney villain. Yep. So, cool. Um, 
I'm going to actually kind of take a little bit of a different step or a different approach to the villain on this one because my villain is going to be from Toy Story and it's Sid Phillips, who is the next door neighbor of Andy and he's just the just a menacing kid who likes to take toys apart and put them together in freaky nightmarish ways that I remember being actually legitimately freaked out from some of the toys that he made but just I, I can still hear that kid's laugh uh, you know ringing through my ears and stuff uh, but he was he is definitely like I don't know if he's necessarily the main villain of the movie but he's definitely like a force like an evil force that they have to deal with you know between like him firing them off with rockets and and uh, just different things of that nature. I think going off of what Cameron said, I would I would say he's the monster of the movie. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. But like, I think the reason why I put him on mommy list is because I I feel like we've all known a kid like that. Like that's like that's such a real hit home type of. I think I was that kid. Type of short. monster. <laughs> just, just like. <laughs> Like, Jim just slowly moving away from Josh. But we, I mean, like, but that, that's that's just it. It's like a lot of these villains are so kind of out there. Like, we can't like necessarily relate to something like that. But like, this is a kid that we can relate to. Like, you know, we all knew that there was some kid like that, and he, you know, he wasn't doing it. I mean, he was doing it just to, because he was a kid. He was just yeah. a bad kid who liked to set stuff on fire and, and I mean that's what I love about Sid's character is he he is very real I mean he's a monster yeah. and he's built to be this terrible monster but also you see what his home life looks like too and you get like this feeling for him because like you can he's see a, that his home life is terrible he's a product of his surroundings right know, like, yeah and there's just I mean the, even the way he builds the toys like there's these weird implications and like the things that he's building and it ch- kind of just leads into like what are his parents what do they do yeah. what has he seen them do yeah. you know and it's just you feel really bad for him in a way like you feel bad for the monster and I don't know he, he is he he's just very real yeah he's very realistic and he has a sister right didn't he have a I little sister so. yeah, yeah little that's little right sister, he does yeah. but he, so he has a little sister and he has a family but he seems very ignored and very lonely right. yeah if, if I remember right there's like a brief moment in that film where they show that he loves his sister very yeah. much that there's like this quick snippet yeah. of humanity showing kind of that he just he's basically just uh, what is it, Andy, right? The, yeah, he's basically just Andy, but Andy has a much better life. It's yeah. the difference of what you become yep. when you have toys, but you have a better life, you know? Because yeah. they both have dogs, they both have toys yeah, that are alive. Opposites. Right. They're, they, yeah. they're polar opposites of yeah. each other, exactly. But I mean, I gotta give the kid credit, he does grow up to be a seemingly decent guy because he's a garbage man. Later on in the movie, I think we see that in, yeah. in 3 where he's the garbage uh, he's like the yeah he's a guy. See the garbage guy. I thought he was the pizza delivery guy. No, he, I, no he's, oh, a garbage oh, he's a yeah, garbage guy. Oh, he's a garbage guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And the real villain of that movie though is of course Woody, who is he's the one who's jealous. Who's, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. the person who sets everything off, and he's the villain throughout the majority of the films. Honestly, yeah. it's just consistently Woody. But Tom Hanks is such a good guy though. <laughs> That's yeah, the it's weirdest. so weird. <laughs> and Tim Allen Played isn't necessarily so. I'm still waiting yeah. for Buzz to go. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that, oh my God! Cool. Number three. <laughs> number three. Uh, my number three is gonna be. We already talked about him. It's gonna be Jafar. Yeah. Um, I love him. I love Aladdin. It, I do too. That's such a great such movie. a good so movie. Good. Um, I like Jafar because. I guess some of the reasons that you said, because he's flamboyant, because he's very, he's charismatic even though he's evil. Yeah. Like, you like him. Oh, yeah. But you're like, why do I like this guy? Because he treats the Sultan like crap. He, treat, he treats everybody like crap. 
even his bird companion, he treats him like crap. Yeah, Yago. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's also interesting that they, like, it wasn't based in, like, America. Like, a lot of movies are based, you know, it, it was stepping out into that Aladdin in the Middle East and all this stuff. And so I thought that was really interesting. Um, well, and if we go, if we go into conspiracy theories here... There's a conspiracy theory that it's actually based in an apocalyptic world, and it's not based in any specific country. Oh. Interesting. Isn't it also based off of the story Arabian Nights? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I mean, like it's that's ba- though it loosely. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever read that? No. No. It's about a dude who, instead of murdering one of his many brides, like he he'll have like sex with his bride, and then he'll like cut off their head. So to avoid being murdered, she tells him stories consistently. And he's too tired then to have sex, so she can't be murdered because he hasn't had sex with her. It's a really weird story. Okay. Yeah, and that was then adapted. That one, I think it's one of the stories in there got adapted and pulled into Aladdin. If I remember oh, okay, right. interesting. Weird. Anyways, I need a minute to di- digest that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That was uh, that was a lot heavier than I thought we were gonna. I mean, be. I knew Disney stories were pulled from like like grim fairy tales and stuff like yep. that, which are very very oh, dark. Oh yeah. Uh, did not expect to hear that about Aladdin. <laughs> It's an Surprise. odd one. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I don't know. Full I, of weird things. Yeah. I don't have. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have many other things to say other than what Cameron already covered. That's the flaw of having a character higher up on the list than someone who already went. Yeah. Because they cover a lot of the uh, the groundwork. Um, again, for me, a lot of it is just nostalgia. I just loved. Uh, Aladdin, the songs, the story, the characters, just everything. Yeah, and how most of Genie's lines are improvised. So much so they couldn't be nominated for an Oscar because too many yeah. lines were improvised yeah. and not really? written. You didn't yeah. know about that? Yeah, yeah the script couldn't be nominated. I know there's which a, is fascinating. I know there's a, an Easter egg in World of Warcraft where you go and touch a lamp and there's a, a genie that pops out. Nice. Quotes from yeah. the that was kind of neat. Uh, yeah. Jafar. Also, just because we didn't explain it real quick, I'll just say the reason why people think it's in a post-apocalyptic world is because there's sand everywhere, so nuclear, you know, like, desolation, obviously. And then uh, Genie references things that would have been way after, like, Arabian Nights. So either he's seeing into the future, or he's been to the past, which was our time now. So that's where that okay. comes from. Fascinating. It's a weird thing, yeah. All right. Moving into, we're on number three, right? Yes. All right, so my number three moved around a lot, and then I remembered a character that I hadn't been thinking of, so I completely killed one of the characters that was on my list, and he's no longer on my list, which is weird. We'll talk uh, about that later, because I want to know who that was. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, so the, the person that I chose for my list, that were not person, but Tiger, is Shere Khan from Jungle Book. So I chose Shere Khan because... Shere Khan, and we've talked about this a lot, and I feel like we're just going to keep talking about it, is not necessarily a villain in his own right. Uh, He is a tiger that is in a land that's being threatened by constant decimation and murder. His his creature, like, his families and his, you know, like, his friends and, like, his race is being murdered by incoming humans... And they're, they're just getting slaughtered, and they're cutting down the forests, and they're, they're moving into that land. So he's losing less and less land as it goes along. So when you really think about it, his disdain for human beings makes sense. He's constantly having his home attacked by people. So for him to go after this boy, it's just something he can stop. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna break in right here and I'm gonna say something because like yes you you do bring up a lot of really really good points with that. But even before that, Shere Khan was always kind of an enemy to everybody 
that was living there, right? Well, he brings up the reason why, though, in the film. He briefly mentions it. And what he mentions is the fact that humans have been there for a... I mean, like, he he's not... Obviously, he hasn't been alive that long. Humans have been there for a long time. Yeah. And since he's been alive, he's seen what they do. And that's why... But as I'm saying, is even before, like... Even before Mowgli was a real problem... Like he it's, was, he was still an enemy to everybody. That well, was, so like, Mowgli is not what I'm not saying. Mowgli is what created his evil. It was the people before that. He wasn't oh, an enemy to okay. those people, but he looks at them yeah. as a problem. So he looks at Mowgli as a problem because Mowgli is even more stepping into yeah. his space and living with the other animals. So he doesn't like him. Yeah. Now that's not to say he's not again a total just complete villain. He's yeah, vile. That's, yeah, that's he, where I was kind of. He is at absolutely vile, and he might just be like terrible outside of all of that but he does have motivation and that's where I, that's what i think okay. is interesting like again you want to go into whether or not they're actually good in their own story and in his story he's a hundred percent a hero if we wrote a story about Sher khan and how people like these savage people as he looks at them to be are coming in and killing his kind he's stopping them and in that way he doesn't look like a bad person or a bad you know like a bad character so i feel like that's a that's a very much a reoccurring theme here is like the villain is a hero of their own story we've said yeah. that countless times and, it, and it's it's a reoccurring theme in multi-dimensional villains yeah. and that's what I think is important if you have a villain with a lot of story you're going to have someone who looks like a good character there's exceptions to that rule but it's rare I was actually tossing up the idea of putting Shere Khan yeah. on there for a lot of the same reasons that I put Scar on mine um, but I don't remember why I ended up putting Scar I, on there but they it, have a lot of the very, yeah. very similar qualities, except for the fact that Shere Khan is much more uh, like jumping in and and he'll fight himself. Oh yeah, he's brutal. He's, and I just yeah. like I love him, but he is also charming. He's got like yeah. this weird like coy charm. Like he's trying to sell snake oil at all times. Yeah, that's how he feels. He's just like this. He's this con man or con tiger, and I just con tiger. yeah. <laughs> but like if you put him like in a black suit, like he could con his way into anything. Like yeah. that's that's how he feels, and I think it's great. So. Sheer Kanye, yeah, I almost, I almost actually put him on my list. Um, I'm gonna kind of follow Josh's suit with mine. Uh, my number three is gonna be one that we also already talked about is Hopper. I put Hopper yeah. and I put him up there for a lot of the same reasons. Good luck talking about it. Yeah, right. I know. Um, I mean, we we we've pretty much covered all the bases with Hopper. Like, I like his charisma. I like that he's just a real fearful villain because you're looking at the entire movie from the perspective of the ants you know so even to you as a viewer hoppers is big huge massive like looming threat oh yeah like constantly and you mm-hmm. always know that he's there especially since like yes he's not a driving force for the entirety of the movie but like he, they keep referring back to him so like they're they're making sure that you remember that he's there yeah they, this isn't just flick going out to get these to get these bugs you know, partially because he kind of got ran out of town, but, yeah, you know, because he's also trying to figure out how to, like, save him, but they, they, they keep reminding you about this massive looming threat. And I think that's one, one thing I also really liked about him is that he was, like, one of the ones where you, like, were, like, scared for them, for him to come back to as a kid, like, watching it. It's not like, you know... Um, uh, it's not like Scar, where you know Scar has been there. He's he's looming. He he's you know got his reign over Pride Rock. You know at one point the hero is going to come in and he's gonna he's gonna beat him. You know same with like Shere Khan, like Shere Khan they kind of do that same same deal where he's always kind of a threat that's there, but yeah. they keep driving him off 
already. So, like, he's not, he's something that keeps coming back. It's not like Hopper, whose Hopper is always in the background. And I think that's even scarier is knowing that he's always there. And they're like, the home front is trying to build up their supply for them while Flick is out trying to get. Well, and I think Hopper, too, he's more than just like a looming physical being. He's also a reminder of, you know, like famine and like desolation. Because if, if they can't give him the food or what he needs and keep themselves, you know, stocked, then they will die, which is part of the problem as yeah. well. And that, so he, he's more than just like a physical looming threat, which I think is great. It's also interesting, too, because we, we, we can parallel that to, like, real life and how, you know, things are with... Because we have your, you know, your company heads and, you know, your big bosses and, and, and all that stuff. And, like, you know, you've got all the little worker ants who are constantly building up the stuff for them. But yet they're taking, taking, and taking. Yeah. And they're always a looming threat. Well, yeah, and we talked about it. It's, a, it's yeah. like a class system. That's what that movie's built on. Is yeah. It's built on who's higher up in the chain. And in that movie, it's the grasshoppers. Glad yeah. to see him get taken down. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And I, I thought it was like super creative the way that they would do it because I remember like thinking that bird like actually looked like super real, and that was that was really cool. That was I think I don't want to say it was one of my favorite scenes of the movie, but it was definitely one of the coolest scenes because it like cinematically it just looked really cool too. It was one of those where it looked a little different from everything else. Do you, you guys ever go to Disney and do the? Wait, no, that was the Honey I Shrunk My Kids thing, right? Where you crawl through the grass. That wasn't Bugs oh. Life. That yeah, was, I think it was Honey and Shit. Yeah. Never mind. Fears from that one. the same movie. Tried to be part of the conversation. Yeah. I'll just stay over okay, here. Josh. He's just Josh. And Sweet. Uh, the reason I didn't say anything is because I was changing the last two on my list, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. So this will be fun. Let's get to <laughs> number two. I don't know what the last two on your list Number two. Uh, well, my number two is going to be Scar. Okay. So... Scar was my number one, but I remembered another character that is way more interesting. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, but I put Scar on there, and I've been waiting to disagree with you since you put him on your number five. Because I like Scar because he's one of the only villains who actually succeeds at his evil plan. That's Yeah, no, that's exactly kind of what I was talking about. Right, but you said he's a pussy, which he's, he's not. I well, mean, he is, but he is. he's smart. Yeah. Yes, I actually meant to mention that too. That he, I like, he's got. That's why one of the yes. reasons why I put him on my list because of his brains. Well, that's kind of the the takeaway, not the takeaway, but like the trade off. Yeah, is you have brains, but he doesn't have the brawn or the the strength. Yeah. So when when it become when it comes to a physical altercation, he tends to kind of cower back because yeah. he doesn't have that. But I love Scar. I love Lion King so so much. Uh, I haven't seen the live. The CGI one yet? <laughs> I refuse to call it live yeah. action. The three D animated one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that I'll see it. I heard it's weird to see like the I live action. It's really bad. Like the living. I was like, I just don't want to see Pumbaa as like an actual warthog because they're ugly. That's also what I heard is that them talking is just it's really weird, strange. Yeah. Also, I still I don't understand the choice of Beyonce for Nala. I don't get that at all. That's such a weird decision to me. I just think she's a bad actress, and it doesn't help that case. I think The Rock should be the voice in everything. Of Nala? Just of Nala. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell of a voice. <laughs> if, if you smell that what would, the Nala is cooking. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so getting back to Scar... Um, I think he's awesome. I think that the oh, death the death scene scarred everyone that like no pun intended. It scarred <laughs> everyone that yeah. watched it as a kid. 
I still can't watch that without getting a little yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uncomfortable. So uh, one of the fun facts I actually just learned is Scar, I think if I remember correctly, Scar is a self-given name that he gave to himself. Yeah. In, 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 in because like, of his Scar? I think, I don't remember the exact story on it, but yes, Scar was a, was a self-given name on it. But um, like, you know, you were mentioning about how he's like, yes, when it comes to a physical fight that he like backs mm-hmm. down, but that leads to his eventual downfall right. too. But I, I mean, I appreciate Scar because he is incredibly, yeah. incredibly smart. He I was just, able to like. I just think it's, I think it's worth noting again, <clears throat> I think for the third time now that he fulfilled his goal. Yeah. Yeah, he did because he, he ultimately got overthrown, but he fulfilled his yeah, goal. Yeah, and look how long he did it for. Yeah, but yeah. he's the reason why he lost out at the end, which is where he's not great at what he does. Because if he had just killed him from the beginning, right, he, that would have never happened. Right, he let but, him go. And that was this is yeah. one thing you you brought up that he's like got a like self name. It just reminded me. Um, one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't like the new Lion King is because Scar is a different color. Than everybody else, right? He he's got like this very distinctive yeah, coloring. Dark, dark he's yeah, dark yeah, and he's got like this black mane on him. Yeah. He's the same color as all the other lions. They just decided to go as realistic as possible. But nobody wanted the realism in that. Like we would have loved to get a scar who is like brown with like the black mane. I think that would have yeah. been awesome. Yeah. It would have been great to see that. But I, I've seen renditions where like different digital artists went in and just got rid of him and then just put in a better version where he's like colored and stuff. That's that's so much better. Uh, well, scar is gonna yeah. stay my number no yeah I, I appreciate it because you were actually able to bring up a lot of stuff that i forgot to talk about um mm. and that i really wanted to mention like his his brains and and stuff yeah. like that so he's just the quintessential like evil leader he was able yeah. to lead the hyenas yeah with, with he brute, did exactly what he needed to do yeah. yeah with with brute force or whatever until they realized that he doesn't have that brute force yeah, yeah. he was good at putting on a show exactly he was yeah. very good at putting on a show and making yeah. them believe that he could um, take over. Real quick before we move on, he's also in Hercules. Yes, he is. He's yeah. the rug in the uh, mm-hmm. when they're doing the Which painting is scene. Very dark, and I watched it at your house, and I was like, "Damn." The, yeah. What I want to do, what I want to like I think, think about, to you. Uh-huh. what I yeah. want to think about is when I see that is, a, those don't happen near each other. No. Yeah. B. They don't have any- Does that mean Hercules was just walking around when Scar fell and died? <laughs> was he just like there? <laughs> it's well, also, it's also a time him. thing, right? Because Hercules is like way in the past. Maybe. Not I mean, just that, but that's it's in a not necessarily region. Like that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, was yeah. was but there just not, like this point where he like went to Africa? But it's not. It's not <laughs> so. But it's not so weird to have stuff imported, especially when like at that point in the movie, he is in such a high class. So like, it's not that weird to have stuff imported from other. countries. But it still doesn't answer my question: Who found Scar at the bottom of a cliff <laughs> yeah, right? and imported him to Greece? That's not that's... what we're talking about here. Though. <laughs> But I also, just, all the, the questions left unanswered. But the whole point there is that Hercules was supposed to have slayed the lion, because that's the myth, right? And yeah, the Nemean lion, yeah. Yeah, and but the, he's wearing the so, lion. So is he and just like, there's no lions around, so I'll just buy one from the shop? <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, though, I love that, like, Disney, because Disney Pixar does that a lot, because we see it all the time with the Toy Story. Well, yeah, uh, all their, their, their worlds are shared. Yeah. yeah. Which is amazing. Like, you know, you don't, uh, there's so many little things that they do with that. I saw the. I'm trying to think of what movie it was that they put on the uh, my wife put on the other day, but the Pizza Planet truck drives through the front of the frame, and it's not a Toy Story movie. But I oh can't yeah, remember what it yeah, because I remember the the Pizza Planet truck comes up next to the RV. It was Coco. Okay, I have Coco. Yeah. In the beginning of Coco, they're like zooming in on the house and they're like across the street, 
and the Pizza Planet truck drives across the street. Yeah. And I just, well, she didn't even notice it. I was like, oh, that was the Pizza Planet. That. Yeah, cool. yeah, you guys have heard about the Brave Monsters, Inc. conspiracy, right? No? All I know is that the Pizza <laughs> no? Planet truck is okay, next to the okay. RV and Monsters, have, Inc. Have you guys seen Brave and Monsters, yes, Inc.? I've seen Monsters, Inc. Okay, so Brave... You don't know this. Brave so is Brave, great. You should watch it. Brave is great. Brave is un- underrated. I love it to death. Uh, but Brave has this old witch woman who lives in this house. And when you open up the door to the house, you're in a different space than what you should be in. Right? And on her walls is the drawing of the kid oh, and you know the what? monster. I, I think I did see that. So, I did see that yeah. online at least. So yeah. people think that she grew up to become like this witch woman and because the door thing is exactly the same, oh. she uses the doors to transport. Wow. It's fascinating. Huh. It's wow. so interesting. And that that's like one of the few like Disney myths that I've really like jumped into because I love that idea yeah. of that. And I love both of those movies. But yeah, I just want to throw that one out there. All right. Moving in. are we number two? two. Yes. yes. All right, cool. Well, I'm gonna go into one that we surprisingly haven't talked about, and I was expecting someone to get to it before me. That has not happened. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Yzma. From Emperor's New Groove. Okay. So, Yzma is again another one of those. This one's weird to me because I think she's partially the monster, and I think she's partially the main villain. So she does a lot more than like the usual, just like monster character, like fearful, like fearing character would do. Um, and really, in reality, Cusco is just this terrible person. I would say I would go as far as saying Cusco is almost a villain. No, he is definitely like the villain of the movie, but I think she shares that limelight with him in this case. Um. But I, I think she's really cool because she she is this woman who has been stuck under this just, like, ass of a king. Yeah. Like, he's oh, yeah. a he's, bad guy. Yeah. And she's constantly degraded and attacked. And she waits for years and years and years and then finally gets fed up with it and just decides that she is going to assassinate him. And after her henchman can't do it himself... I was like, can we just talk about how she has yeah, the best Kronk, henchman Kronk is great. Isn't that Patrick Warburton? Yeah, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> and I love it. I, I need He's a live great. action with him as Kronk. Oh, he would fit perfect. the role, too. Right? Yeah. But, but, in a wheelchair? Or... <laughs> Because he plays Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was waiting. <laughs> but but the thing I love about her is that after it doesn't work, she doesn't just decide, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. We'll just hope that he dies out there. She hunts him down throughout the kingdom <laughs> so that she can just assassinate him herself. And that's like she takes everything into her own hands, and she doesn't let life push her around. And that's what I love about her is she she's just she wants something, and she's going to get it regardless if the world wants her to not get it. Yeah. And I think that's just so great. And she's pure evil. She's just as vile as Cusco, as Cusco is. Oh, yeah. They're both, they're meant for each other. Like, that is, like, the best love story of all time. Not... Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the same thing. They are, though. All right. Okay, maybe, maybe in, like, a mother-son type of way. Maybe he's into older women. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know his life. Way older women. Other than How old mama. is she? Uh, let's, <laughs> find, <laughs> let's find out. Let me see. Um, That's a good question. Also, she's the only purple person in that entire film, which I th- still think is funny. That's a that's a that's a big villainy evil trope because we see that. I mean, they do. We talked about it with Jafar, where he's the only one that looks the way he does. Well, Scar is the only one that has that darker shade. Princess Bride, or not Princess Bride, um, the uh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, but Jafar's skin color matches right, and even though he's dressed differently, but. Isma's literally oh, purple. Oh, that's true. Yeah, She's like, literally purple. Yeah. I, I've always equated it to her using her own potions to live longer. 
Because they mention her age. They mention that he doesn't know how old she actually is and how she's just lived out all these people. This yeah. says that she is 119 years old. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, but I've always equated her age to the purple. I just think it's funny because she, again, she's one of these characters, like we did talk about. She looks like the villain. Like, if you guys know someone that doesn't, just like, if they're dressed in all black and they've got purple skin and they're constantly grimacing at you and, like, putting their fingers together, they're probably yeah. the villain. Yeah. And that's that's every Disney movie. But, yeah. Good old Yzma. I'm surprised yeah, I, no one else brought yeah, her. Yeah, I actually am, too. Um, I do appreciate her and just that movie a lot. I yeah. love that movie I love that. So I want it live action. So good. I want it so bad. I think... And, I think David Spade could also play, like, the live-action Cusco, which would be interesting, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe you could just have them all doing it. But, um, cool. My number two is, um, I this is one of those ones I have him on my list because I remember him more recently from watching the live-action version of it. Um, but I know he's got the animated, and it's almost very, it's, it's pretty much paralleled. Um, but it's Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Um, I did really like the way that he was portrayed in the live action movie. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. Okay, well, I mean, that, well, that was actually... Okay, that's not true. I, I tried to watch it. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. The person that I had watched it with, she is, like, a real fan of the Beauty and the Beast, and she was, you know, talking about, like, oh, yeah, she was able to tell me what the differences and what the simulators were, and she was actually pretty impressed with how well that they did for, like, the live action. But did you do that during the movie? Huh? No, it was, it was after. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was after. But I just, I don't know, I just really like Gaston because he's not your same evil mold. Like, he doesn't feel that same evil mold that we see everyone else do, like, the villain of the movie. Um... You know, he is he is very, very much charismatic because he's able to get all the townspeople on his side to like to basically show him as a hero and he, he fully one hundred percent believes he is the hero of all of this. You know, and, and so we've talked about the hero being the you know, the villain being the hero of their own story. He really thinks and gets the town to think he's the, the hero. Um, but I mean eventually like, you know, we kinda see his little bit more I wanna go as far as say a little bit more psychotic side start to come out towards the end, which I think is what and eventually leads to his his he's, downfall. He's the crazy boyfriend. Yeah. He's not even the boyfriend. I, but, but he wants but to be, like, though. That's yeah. The, I, he's, yeah, Gaston... If I can't have you, no yeah. one can. Gaston is one of the ones that I don't like, because I think he's one-dimensional. And, and, like, if you take, like, all of his personality, all he really is is a frat dude with a gun. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> yeah. that's what it boils down to. I mean, even with, like, the whole bar singing I, scene. He's just this, mas- like, overly masculine dude who doesn't get what he wants. So he's he going to take what he wants. And, yeah. again, then the implications there of, like, his whole relationship with her is also uncomfortable. But I don't know. I don't yeah. like Gaston. I just don't think he's fun. I I don't know. See, and I, I think he is fun for not any of the reasons that you just said, because I don't want people to hate <laughs> me in a minute. <laughs> um, but like, I, Dude, those are all the reasons yeah. I like him. I like frat guys with guns. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I just like him because he's not your conventional villain. He's not what we see as a villain with every single other ones. Like, we don't see it. Like, we've talked about all the other ones. Like, Jafar, Scar, you know, Shere Khan. They're all shut up. I was hoping you were just going to keep rhyming. I was, <laughs> saying, I was waiting for I you know. to find that. <laughs> Just get that groove going. Jafar, Scar, can't think of any Mar. Oh, God. Um, but, you know, they're all, like, they're all, like, <laughs> v- villains. Like, they're all, like, exactly what we want to see in a villain. Yeah. They're all, you know, cut from the same cloth, essentially. 
I will say that I just took Gaston off my dishonorable list because you covered him, but he was on my dishonorable list because he's an asshole. Thank yeah. you. I mean, yes, he I'm is. I'm not alone for yeah. once. This is no, I, I mean, there's, I agree with you on a lot of things, no, and I that's know. what makes him, like, also, I feel like what makes him somewhat of a good villain right. for this specific movie. You know? I still want to say this has been happening a lot. I want to say I think he's the monster. I don't think he's the villain. The beast is the villain, oddly enough, not the monster. Yeah. Because the truth is, is Gaston is what beast should be. He's like this monstrous person who should just be drenched in fur and evil. And well, that's essentially what down, he yeah. was before the beast, and the beast like changed that, like yeah, you know, his thought process and all that. Because he was kind of that same. Well, beast is definitely a villain. For I think, I think where the beast's villainy comes in is actually not in the modern story, like not in the present tense of the film. It's actually what happened in his past. Yeah, he was a terrible person. Yeah. but he grows. That's over what I'm time saying. It's like he was, everything. he was much more like Gaston. And then, like, going through that whole curse and, and becoming the beast and, and all that, like, helps reshape him and, and turn him into into a better person for it. But, yeah. you know, when you look up list of Disney villains, like, you see a Gaston. I'm trying to <laughs> How many Disney villains or monsters or whatever die from falling off of things? Gaston? Uh, Scar? Like, how many? Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame? Oh, my God. How many more? <laughs> Disney needs to stop Disney throwing people. Yeah. yeah. They throw him off of, like, the highest bell tower or whatever. Uh, now I'm yeah. very we, much how wondering. About we move Jim's on, gonna Google Disney villains who died falling off. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so weird. <laughs> While we're doing that, let's move into our number that's one. That's what I'm saying. Yay, number, number one. one. I'm very excited about my number one, guys, because I just changed it. I just remembered about her. She's awesome. It's Taka from Moana. She is awesome. She is not a villain. She's a villain, but she's like Elsa. She's not a villain. Is this like the goddess or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've only seen like, Moana once, and I don't really remember Moana it. Moana made me cry. I don't want to talk Moana about was, it. Moana was really good. Um, you should watch it again, because it's really good. All I, I remember is Alan Tudyuk's amazing performance as a rooster. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the only <laughs> thing that matters in that film is his performance. Um, <laughs> my kid loves Hey Hey, and all he does is go, ah! Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. If you've, have you ever seen the behind the scenes of him doing that? I'm going oh to watch it as soon as we're done. He does, he does one of the lines, Alan Tudyuk does, and then he like goes away, and he's like, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, um, so Taka is the fire like um, goddess who is spreading darkness throughout the world and killing all the plants and, and basically just... Uh, you know, shutting down the world. Yeah. She's, she's killing the world. Right. Um, Moana goes on the her adventure to take the heart of the ocean and put it back in uh, Tefiti, which is the yeah. island. Um, she's going to return the, uh, the heart to the island. And then, spoiler, jump ahead like 30 seconds or whatever if you don't want to hear it, but um, we find out that Tefiti is Taka. Tefiti turns into Taka when mm-hmm. the heart of the ocean is removed. Right. So therefore... Taka is not really an evil villain. It's just she's a villain of circumstance. Yeah. Because Moa, uh, Maui stole the heart. Right. So that's why I think it's another interesting. Had I thought about it, Elsa probably would have been higher up on my list because she's a more three dimensional, interesting villain. Much like Taka is not just, you know, evil for the sake of being evil. There's like yeah. a reason that she's. Um, and she's not really evil it's just 
I, I would kind of say that she's a little bit more of the monster, kind of what we talked about on the yeah. other ones. Well, yeah, well, definitely. Moana, I mean, villain. Maui's definitely Yeah, because I was about to say, Maui yeah. is definitely a villain. That's what I do remember, is he's mm-hmm. definitely the villain there, the antagonist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't remember enough about the movie to say much to that. I remember the scene, which was it's, pretty badass, like that whole big scene where she, like, she gets giant and stuff like that. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's cool. Such a good she, like, movie. comes, she, like, slams her hands down in the water. And yeah. It's just, like, it's so it's cool. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. cool. Because yeah. yeah. that's also the, 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 the point that we see Maui's redemption, mm-hmm. too, which was really neat. Yeah. So, but... Who was voiced by? The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say, but you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Did we get a number on how many people have died by falling? No, there's not an actual thing that gets... There's one that's, like, a six-minute video... <laughs> okay, so game. enough for a six-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go ahead and move into my number one then. Uh, I knew exactly who this was going to be. Um, is the moment we decided to do this list. It's not just one of my favorite Disney villains. It's one of my all-time favorite villains in a story. Um, and Disney just does it so well. It's Hades. Yes. From Hercules. Yes, dude, that's mine too. I, had to, too. I knew it like as soon yes. as we did this, I was like, Hades is my number one because it's my favorite Disney movie as well. And he's he, amazing. Dude, James Woods is just does he's such a so good, good. good job he's with it. He's charming and he's conniving yeah. and he's just hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I love. I was talking about one of my favorite lines, which is where he's like, he like gets really mad and he like explodes like, with Whoa! fire. And he's like, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool, yes. I'm cool. And then he like slicks back his fire hair. <laughs> I love everything yeah. I about mean, he, Hades. He does like the classic. You can see the charisma where he goes like Zeus, baby, come on, mm-hmm. like you know, and he like does all that kind of stuff. And he's, so he's also incredibly smart too. He's not afraid to get into the fight, but he's incredibly smart. He's able to manipulate Meg, yeah, you know, for by, by force, yeah, in some ways. But like you know, well, he's, he holds it over her. And too. I mean, honestly, like if I was to make like a ranking of like top villains total, like he would probably be in the top three for me, just because the way he's portrayed, the way he's written, yeah. everything he does. He never feels like a weak villain. He gets defeated by his own circumstances, but it's not necessarily something he could have foreseen. Yeah. Like, he gets beaten because he takes a big risk at the end. And falls off a cliff. He does fall yeah. into a pool of <laughs> yeah. souls. Yeah. <laughs> so at least he doesn't splat this time, but... But he, he falls into falls the off. number yeah. of exactly. falling casualties. Yeah. And I was thinking Which about that. I yeah. found a list of ten, and we'll discuss that after we okay. discuss okay. number one. But yeah, Hades, I'm glad someone else loves him, because yeah. I love... I love James Wood as Hades. That's the big thing. I knew... Hades was Jim's number one as soon as we decided to do Disney villains. <laughs> because all he talks about when we talk about Disney is, is Hercules. how cool Hercules and Hades. He's yep. just, he's amazing. Yeah. He There's honestly so is. so much to like about him as a villain, too. I mean, yeah. you know, because he's also, uh, in, this actually goes like deep into like lore and stuff, too, of like, yeah. you know, and like mythology is like he's a villain. Like, is, you can almost go, like, Zeus is also considered a villain, because Zeus yeah. is the one that puts him down in Hades, in, in, in Hades, that turns him into this. Well, and, like, the actual mythology for, like, the actual myth is, uh, or, like, the old mythos, is that Poseidon, Zeus, and Hades all draw straws. That's what they <laughs> do. Yeah. And he gets the short stick. That's what happens. he gets put down in yeah. to, to so, be the ruler of hell. Like, right. Because you know. he doesn't actually want to be there. Because in mythology, he's actually not too bad of a he's person. He, he kidnaps so like one person and that's pretty much it's it. It's interesting to see that like, you know, God of War, 
like Hercules, like the movie and stuff like that. Like we all we see him as he's always like the bad guy, and that's yeah. because of where he lives and like what his kingdom is, and that's not right. what he is. Well, and I think the biggest thing in a good story, if you have a good story, whether it's film, whether it's writing, whether you know it's comic books, or even just in a painting or whatever, like if you're if your villain is not someone who like Hades for me is if you take him out of Hercules, that is not interesting really as a film it's yeah. a guy who falls in love with a random girl he meets and saves the world that's really what hercules boils down to but when you when you put hades in there he's so just like charismatic he's so charming he's so yeah. lovable he's my favorite character in the whole film he's in, and he's also not only the driving force at the beginning of the movie because he's the one that like starts the movie oh, yeah. out because he poisons hercules in the intent to turn him completely human to Take him, I don't know if he's planning on killing him or just like just kidnapping him to get back at Zeus, who is his brother, because he's upset with how well Zeus and how happy Zeus is, whereas right. he's stuck down here. And he he is the continuing force through the entire movie yeah. that is a constant, you know, constant threat. Well, and he he actually doesn't hurt himself in this case. He thinks that Hercules is dead, and he has every right to think that because he's told by some of his most trusted little henchmen yeah. that they killed Pain him. Pain and panic. That they yeah. turned him into a human, and then they killed him. But in reality, they didn't actually do that. Yeah. And so so then later he finds out, and he's immediately proactive. Like, he jumps on yeah. it. But, oh, my, I just, I love him. Yeah. He's so he, good. He, yeah, he is definitely, like, all, most of the other villains that we talked about, like, weren't necessarily a force throughout the entirety of the movie like he is oh yeah and, like, and no, that's absolutely. one thing that's so fantastic about him too because like we talked about Hopper who was the force at the beginning and the end of the movie but he's just kind of there you know yeah. like even like like even Gaston isn't even that like you know that prevalent there he's kind of he's kind of like a something pushing on the movie but he's not really as like prevalent you know because well, I mean, like he shows up Gaston shows up at the end and he's like that's my girl and Belle's like no I'm not yeah. and then they exactly. fight that's and he's thrown off a like, roof you know, that's... like you know Shere Khan like even like with Shere Khan who's kind of in the background for most of the yeah. most of the movie well yeah yeah. so they're, they're just there like twirling their mustaches like, yeah, but so like, to speak Hades and, is actively yes. like continuing and he's pushing the story further because he's the one that's causing Hercules to have to go through these stuff to like you know try to you know. yeah well and it's like when my one of my favorite scenes is he's sitting there like when he uh, brings up the, uh, the Hydra he brings up the Hydra and he's sitting there in a throne and oh he's just God. like watching and like yeah. summoning drinks and just like drinking while we, watching this. Can we talk about that scene? God, it's so good. It's amazing. And it just like <sighs> like CGI. Like they, they changed the animation style to like make it, it more out of place. So it's so good. Perfect. That is one of the best Disney films, and Hades is a it's, big yeah. reason because of yeah. it. So you guys like Hades. That's yeah. what I gather from this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like He's amazing. Yeah. Um, Love him. I just wanted to mention not nearly as much information as you guys just <laughs> uh, shared, but I think it's interesting that he's the god of the or the god, right? Yeah. The god yeah. of the underworld. But they don't portray him in like red or orange. They portray him as blue. As blue. And I think yeah. that's really it's an interesting it, take it's, because it's like hell, but it's a different take. Well, on, and it's on like hell. it's cold because you know when you're looking at things and you're trying you're like you're trying to convey something to an audience, you're conveying warm or cold colors, and they convey hell is cold. I would say because if you actually look at hell in that movie, it is blue and purples, and, and the, the spirit well is green, so yeah, everything is very cold. It's and dark. not hot and reds and orange and right. fire and like what you would normally see. Because even in like the God of War like series and stuff, like you still see hell as like that burning right. pit of despair, like 
like that's not like that they didn't even portray that well and for me i've always whenever i picture hell for like a story or something like that i've always thought of it as cold and blue and very dark not bright and filled with flames and that's probably a big inspiration on that because that movie is so vivid i'm gonna say that's that's another cool thing too because you bring up you bring that up too is like so he is like he fits exactly how he needs to with where he reigns like every character that they have in there fits perfectly like zeus is very bright and you know he's got the 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 gold yeah like this gold hue and like the the, 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 you know the blonde beard and like the you know like everything and and he but look where he lives like he lives up in in the heavens with all the white clouds and the gold sunshine and stuff and they rest up there with grapes and all this stuff and then there's just hades down here stuck and that's yeah and he's yeah he's Stuck and he's sad. You and know, he's down there, yeah. summons his dad, so, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But he's great. We spent so, a lot of time on him, but he's great. So, but it was both your number ones, so I, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so, here's the... Uh, there could be more, but here's the ten villains... Here's the ten Disney villains who fell to their deaths. Okay. Right? So we have, uh, we have the queen from Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Okay. Who okay, fell yeah. off a cliff. Uh, we have Maleficent, who fell off a cliff. We have Cruella de Vil, who uh, drives her car off of a cliff. Well, <laughs> rules. Uh, here's Radigan, who plunges to his death um, off of Big Ben Tower yeah. in London. Okay. Uh, Percival McLeach from The Rescuers Down Under, who uh, falls off a waterfall, which is basically a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gaston, who slips and falls. Off a cliff. Off a building, right? Oh. Was it a cliff? It's was a building. It? It's a building. Okay. He, he like slips on like a shingle or something. Oh, that's down. right. Yeah, um, that's right. Scar, we all know Scar gets yeah. tackled off a cliff. Yep. Um, he falls. Uh, off Frollo cliff, from the Hunchback of Notre Dame falls off while fighting Quasimodo. Um, Hades falls off of a cliff. Where we just talked right. about that. <laughs> yeah. And Clayton from Tarzan. Falls from a tree. Falls, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Hanging himself. <laughs> Which villains need to stop going high places. <laughs> <laughs> or like, no, if, if I'm gonna fight a Disney villain, I'm gonna go somewhere yeah, high. Exactly. <laughs> I watched Tarzan as an adult and I completely forgot about that death scene for him, and that's probably one of the most jarring like death scenes because not only like do they insinuate it, but they show his shadow like getting caught up on the vine around yeah. his neck. And I'm like, that's incredible. Incredibly, like, yeah, huh? Yeah, it's cool. so interesting. <laughs> oh. My uh, before I do that, let's that go ahead like, and transition yeah. into yeah. the actual honorable mentions. Um, my honorable mention should probably come to no surprise to you guys, honestly. Uh, it's gonna be from Princess and the Frog, it's gonna be the Shadow Man. Um, have you guys seen Princess and the Frog? No, nope. Well. So, no. <laughs> I, my sister's watched it, and I've been there, but it's not like I paid much attention to it. So I paid a little bit of attention. I watched it, like, two days ago. Um, I watched it, like, two days ago. I have a two-year-old, so she was, like, getting, you know, she was distracting and all this stuff, and there was, like, there were, like phones that I was looking at and stuff. But anyway, um, so he is a con man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, a voodoo con man in... Princess and the Frog, which takes place in New Orleans, which, you know, if, you're, yeah. if you've listened to this show regularly, you know I'm originally from Louisiana, so I have a little bit of... Um, a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You, like, bleed the bayou. Um, <clears throat> but it says that 
He's such a cool villain. He just looks cool. He looks like Papa Shango, which was an old WWF wrestler. Look that up, because that's really... But uh, <clears throat> especially when he Sorry has his, like... Especially when he has his, like, white face paint on. He, just lo he looks just like that wrestler. But anyway, um, he's just really cool. He, he, he doesn't have, like, physical, uh, like, powers, necessarily. Like, he doesn't fight... He uses like his shadow figures and his magic to go after things, and he turns. Uh... So the thing that surprised me about that movie is, I thought the movie was going to be about a princess and a frog. You know, like the whole tale is like yeah. the princess gets the frog to turn it back into a prince, which they cover that. But then the princess, the the prince gets turned into a frog, and then the princess kisses the frog, but it turns her into a prince, uh, frog too. I'm getting yeah. all, I'm getting all mixed up here. You're so, so, so like, three quarters of the movie is about two people as frogs, which I didn't expect. Yeah. And so it kind of threw me for a loop, and it held my interest. He is also um, voiced by Keith David, by yes. the way, too, which was interesting. Um, but it did say that he uh, he garnered critical acclaim and, and majority uh, and major popularity with fans, making him one of Disney's most popular villains, which is interesting because, like you said, Cameron... Princess and the Frog kind of flew under the radar. Oh yeah, no, a lot of it was not super well received mm -hmm. by at least audiences. Yeah, and I, I don't really want to go here, but I don't know if it was the fact that they tried to make a black princess. I doubt that that has anything to do with it, but. So one of the things I heard is it was a Christian reason why a lot of people wouldn't let their kids see it because of voodoo. Because of the magic, yeah. The voodoo is Which something... Which is the reason Harry Potter, a lot of people had an issue with Harry Potter. It's yeah. It's witches. And... Even though that's based on, like, the whole... Genius. Yeah, whatever. We won't get into that. <laughs> get into that into another list. But I'm not saying... I want to I want to clarify and say what I said doesn't mean that I think that. Yeah. I just... I'm trying to think of a reason as to why a Disney movie did not do very well because it wasn't. It was a pretty good movie. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's it. a lot of movies like Disney movies that didn't do very well. I'm just wondering. Like, my big thing is like, why is she not actually considered a princess when it's literally in the name of the movie, like the Princess and the Frog? Because she's not a I, princess yeah. until the end of the movie. Oh, Spoiler. okay. See, so, yeah, I guess it that would help if I watched the movie. She's still a princess though. Milan never becomes a princess. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you guys both look at me? Over here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, Dr. Facilier is his name. Very French. Cajun French. Um, but yes, do you agree that he looks like Papa Shango? Yes, he does. 100%. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if they like used like Papa Shango as like inspiration. Let me, uh, let me show, uh, let me show Cameron here. Papa Shango. Oh my God. Yeah, Papa right? Shango. Wow. He was just a witch doctor uh, wrestler, so obviously a witch doctor, witch doctor wrestler, they're going to be pretty similar. Let's move on, Cameron, to your uh, honorable Cool. <laughs> so my honorable mention is a character that has flown completely under the radar, rightfully so, because he's barely got any screen time, uh, but I love him to death. Bomb Voyage from The Incredibles. <laughs> oh my god so alright so let me go into this so he has been important since the first Incredibles he's shown up periodically he eludes Mr. Incredible when he first shows up because the kid shows up wanting to help and wanting to be a sidekick and Mr. Incredible has to let Bon Voyage go but here's a really really big thing right so he actually has shown up multiple times in games uh, as a main villain 
and he has shown up uh, in the comics as an aged version of himself where he shows up to work. Uh, it says he shows up to work to make the Eiffel Tower vanish with one of his bombs. So, which he has done. Okay. So, uh, it's a pun. His name is a pun on Bon Voyage, obviously. Uh, but oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> in case nobody knew that. Um, <laughs> they forgot about him. But, let's see... Let me find it. So he eluded the NSA around the time of the superhero ban, uh, and then he reemerged in Paris years later and destroyed the Eiffel Tower. So he didn't just do something small. I mean, he legitimately did something a real villain does. Um, but I love him. He also shows up in Ratatouille, uh, and his name shows up on a newspaper in Ratatouille. So he's very much a part of that world as well. Uh, there's some people that pass by uh, the Notre Dame, and he is there as a mime. But it is Bon Voyage. I, I just I, I love him because he's so over the top as a villain. It's such a ridiculous character. And there's obviously he's on my honorable mention because he never does much in terms of what we've seen. But he's been around a lot, which I think is interesting. He's shown up in games, he's shown up in comics, he's he's gotten his own storyline. Why is he a mime? I really because <laughs> he's French. Because he's French is like the only reason. But uh, all but, French people are mimes? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? But originally, he was actually supposed to be named after uh, Champagne. He was named Bomb Perignon, and <laughs> but I don't I like know. I just but the uh, the company wouldn't allow the parody, so uh, that's why they couldn't do that. Um, I actually almost put Syndrome on my list. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So and I completely forgot about it when I made the list, and so I'm like, I'm sticking to the list I have now. But I would have rather the Incredibles had been Bomb Voyage as the main villain, just because I love him. Yeah, he. I love that he escapes and that he's just this consistent problem throughout whatever storyline that he pops up in. And again, like we haven't necessarily seen it unless you played the games and you've read the comics and you've seen like the Lego game and stuff like that. I ever watched the movies? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And most people have. So have I. I've just like I read. I found more information as I was reading about him, and it's just I just think he's fascinating. I think it's interesting, too, they chose to age him, like, 15 years later. They actually chose to age him. And he's got, like, a big beer gut and stuff like that. I saw the picture of him from the comics, and he's got, like, the mustache that you've been referencing that all the villains should have. Like, the little curly mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fitting. They, they, like, went all out on making him, like, uber French. (laughs) Oh, there it is. I see. I finally found the picture of of him with the beer gut and the mustache. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's great. great. He's amazing. Yep. And he's surrounded by, like, all these different droids and stuff like that. Yeah, from like, the movie, great. yeah, which is really cool. Like, I feel like if you Google, like, what does France look like, he would just pull up, just pull up a picture of him. <laughs> but if you... but oh, if, What do French people look yeah, like? But <laughs> this whole list, we went into main villains and yeah. monsters, but we didn't go into any secondary ones. So I feel like honorable-wise, I needed to go into a secondary one. That's fair. I'm but actually Jim. doing the same thing with mine, because my honorable mention is going to be more of a villain to a specific character of the movie, but it's going to be Zerg. From Zerg. the Toy Story movies, <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, Buzz Lightyear's big, you know, other half, I guess you would say, in yeah. terms of like superhero and superhero terms. He's the Joker to his Batman. Yes, yeah. that's exactly. Or what the is. Darth Vader, since that's what he's based. That's exactly. Yeah. That's why. That's why I put him on an honorable mention because I love the like tie into like some of my other like nerdum stuff. Is is I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, I love all the Darth Vader stuff, and, and so I, I think it's great that they that they use that because they even they even pulled a classic line of like you know I'm your father. They did that whole thing in the movie, he's which the, is, he's the only <laughs> reason to watch Toy Story yeah, two. Yeah, he's like so the good. only reason. Yeah. To do so, it, yeah. Um, but I mean, Zerg is just. Uh, I mean, he he looks like a mix of 
a Cylon with Darth Vader. That's um, fair. Which is, yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah. I, I love Zerg. I thought about putting him on my honorable, too, because I, I love him so much. He's just, I don't know, he's fun. Again, if you want to talk about melodramatic, he's like a side, he's, he's like a second-rate melodramatic villain. Yeah. And I, I love it. He's, like, he doesn't really... He's not, like, the main focus in Toy Story 2, right? No, no he's not. He's, he's more prevalent. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I had to preface it with saying that he's a villain to the character. Mm-hmm. Because that's what, like, Buzz's mission is to, like, take down Zerg right. in, 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 like, the lore of... Did you guys ever watch the animated Buzz Lightyear show? Uh-uh. Zerg is the main villain in it. And I used to love that show. I actually have it now. Like, on, like I have, like, ten episodes on disc because yeah. I used to love the show so much. But it's, like, this Space Rangers show with, like, a bunch of different light years, like, yeah. all the light year rangers. And Zerg is a prominent villain in it. And it, it's great because you get to see more of him. Oh, man. I'm happy yeah. someone brought up Zerg. Yeah. I love him. I love him. <laughs> Dude, so, he's so good. But he, I mean, there's not really, there's really not much to him. He's, he's they, they made him into, like, the classic trope of, like, the, you know, the, the, the reoccurring villain to the superhero um, in terms of like, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate because he's in a universe where we talked about it. Woody is the villain. I haven't seen the newest Toy Story, but Woody's either. the villain in one through three. We can probably he's, guess that he's probably some sort of villain. In yeah, four. It's, <laughs> it's always because it's like always Woody that always is like, I gotta go find Andy. I gotta go find it. Maybe Andy doesn't want you. Yeah, and that's what you need to just accept. He's like, no, f that. I'm going. Dang. Maybe. At the risk of everyone, I'm going to find Andy. <laughs> I, I just want, like, I want a Toy Story 5 where they start out and Zerg kills Woody and then everyone goes after Zerg. I think that'd be a great film. I would totally <laughs> watch that. Dang. But yeah, no, I I freaking love Zerg. I, I, I don't know, he's just... He's great. I'm scrolling through some Zergpedia here and uh, they make a ton of references that I didn't remember to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot yeah. of references. His, his whole thing is just a re- reference he, he, to Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's a big spoof on Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, so, like, and like I said, I even mentioned earlier that they do the whole, like, I'm your father, you mm-hmm. know, type of deal. And then the, I think Buzz was actually, like, missing his arm at that point, too. And, and <laughs> yeah, too, and he's like, no. Well, yeah, it's like, it, it, yeah. don't watch Toy Story 2 because it's really not very good. But I don't if you've never Toy seen it, it's not <laughs> yeah, good at all. I don't remember. It, it's where we got Bullseye and Jesse, but that's oh, pretty that's much it. Oh, right. Okay, now but, I remember. It's but right. it's, it's not yeah. good. It's not very good at all. we got Barbie, like, Barbie and Ken, too. Yeah, or, like, I think Ken we did, up. like, briefly. But... But yeah. if you, but don't watch it. But go watch the scenes with Zerg, because they're so much fun. Yeah, it's just really fun. Yeah. So. All right. Zerg does not fall to his death. No. Um. <laughs> does he? I think he actually does. does <laughs> I think he? he actually oh my does. God. Get, I think he does get plummeted down. They do like a like a Chancellor or Emperor Palpatine type of deal oh, where he gets thrown God. down into like the pipe that they're in or whatever. <laughs> so. Let's move on to Dishonorable. Yeah. Um, my Dishonorable, I'm hoping we all have the same Dishonorable, because this character is just despicable. It's Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. We all don't have the same ones. Cool. Wow, I thought we'd all be on the same page. She's a villain whose only motivation is she wants to murder puppies and make a fur coat. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. That's the most dishonorable thing I could think of in the sense of... A villain being dishonorable. But that I makes her. Puppies. But that makes her a good villain to me because she's more brutal than I think almost any other Disney villain. Just in that way that everybody adores like dogs, and she goes after you know. It's like that thing where like you can watch a main character die, but you don't care. But someone kills the dog, and you freak out. 
But but that's the reason she's on my dishonorables because I love dogs. Yeah, but and she's but that makes no, her I mean, a good I, villain, I, I right? Get, I get that. I'm not I'm not saying she's a dishonorable villain because yeah. she's a bad villain. I'm saying she's a dishonorable villain because she's despicable. That's fair. So, so I may have broken away from the. Okay. No, yeah. I mean, I, no, I mean that's fair. That's dishonorables. We've done that before. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like I, I know Jim had one dishonorable one time where he's like, I hate this person, and I'm like, yeah, but that's why they're a good character. And yeah. This is my turn to do that. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good character, but she's a despicable person, and that's why I put on her, on my dishonorable. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as I don't want a hundred and one dogs. But I don't want someone to come in and murder them and make a fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Plus, it's Glenn, Clo- uh, Glenn Close in the in the live action, which we're not talking about. But they made a live action one. Oh, that's right. That was like yeah. way back. Okay. Yeah. They're like way back. 90, yeah. Ninety six yeah. and two thousand. They're making a Cruella movie. Yep. With specifically, Emma Stone. right? Which is an interesting choice. I would ma- I would imagine the uh, mom from Archer slash Arrested Development, not necessarily <laughs> Emma Stone. But, I mean, that's just me. I think she's perfect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory Archer? Yeah. Just, and if you guys haven't seen Arrested Development, she plays the same exact character. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, I see your point. She is a despicable human being. She's just kind of gross in general. But she's gross and she doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. Except for her front coat. She also doesn't, like, she doesn't necessarily have enemies except for, like, the dogs, and I guess the the parents, or, like, the dog parents who are trying to keep her away. But she doesn't even have anybody trying to physically stop her. She gets stopped because of her own actions. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, that movie is a huge commentary on, like, the, indus- the fashion industry and how they've treated animals and things like that. And that's really what she is, is she's supposed to be, like, one of those high-up fashion designers and who's treated animals poorly. That's really why I don't know how they're making a Cruella movie. I don't know how you're going to, like, try and make people sympathize with a character like that unless you take away the animal cruelty. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't work for me, even. Like, I can't... I, as much as I love villains, you're not going to be able to push it that far. Watch, it's going to be Cruella and Joker up for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, right. I do want to say, though, that I say that you can't push it that far, but I did just talk about how Hades is my number one. He tries to kill a baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to kill a god, yeah. Yeah, but babies It's still a baby. But, baby <laughs> but babies aren't puppies, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I've said too much. All right. Just kidding. I have a baby. I had a baby. I had a baby. So, I don't know. So I had two choices on here. One just because I think they're boring, and then the other one just because I think they're boring. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's the same person. I don't really know which one to say. Uh... I guess I'll go with the one I want to go with. So let's do the thing where you tell us the two and we can tell you, unless you just want to choose one. It's so my two are the Huns from Mulan and Captain Hook. So the, the, I'll go with the Huns for the, for the moment at least, and you guys can just see what you think. But the reason why I don't like the Huns is because they should be badass. It should be like, like more in-depth Hopper and his gang style like just cruelty and violent mm. but they're not they really just kind of show up they cause one avalanche but it's actually not them that even causes the avalanche it's Mulan but their actions lead into it but it's because of her that the avalanche is even started so really they don't do anything they're they're very boring they show up they're like we can climb a wall 
and that's the that's the most character you get out of them. Really, it is. And, and they should. I don't know. I just I wanted them to be cooler. That's what I wanted, especially in a movie filled with vibrant characters. I wanted a vibrant villain, but we don't really get that. They do kind of just wind up as the monsters, but then I feel like that movie doesn't have a villain because of that, honestly. The real villain is just society's laws in that film, which is a really boring way to do that film. <laughs> but Because you need something else to focus on. So they weren't what I wanted. The reason why Captain Hook was on my list is because he's the biggest baby. He can't kill a bunch of children, A. And B, I still don't really know why he wants to kill a bunch of children. Because I don't know what they did to him to bother him so much that he feels the need to murder them. I don't... That's fair. Because he also lives forever. Yeah. Which is an important point. So it's not like that's a real motivation. And I mean, if it's only that he can't fly, then I don't know. Does he live forever? Because then he get eaten by an alligator? So everyone in Neverland can live forever unless you're killed. That's, okay. You have to be, like, physically murdered gotcha. to not live forever. But you you stay the age that you are whenever you arrive there is the big thing. He's the only so he showed up, like, as an old as man? A, <laughs> I still don't know how he showed as up. As an old pirate? Because, yeah. like, well, in, like, in the film, like, when they have to fly away, they, like, they fly out. I don't know if you guys remember this, but they fly, like, off-planet, like, through, like, a portal, and they're going through space and all of this. So I have to imagine at some point his off- ship and all of his pirates did the same thing. Yeah. So they're just like an alligator. Yeah, exactly. But then he shows up, so he goes through all of this trouble, and he's this notorious pirate, and he can't take care of a kid in green tights. I don't, I don't know. Did Did you guys know this is an interesting thing? Completely off topic, but it's not off topic because it's about Peter Pan. Uh, do you guys know the original story of Peter Pan? No. The original story of Peter Pan is Peter Pan is the only person who does not age in that world, and. Every time the kid, the Lost Boys get older, he kills them when they get to a certain oh. age. So he's actually the villain in the original story, but nobody ever tells it that Do they way. Come back? No, 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 no. Okay. He murders them. He he'll murder okay. them because he wants he only wants the kids, but he kidnaps children too. It's like then we also have the opposite of that, which with Hook, the Robin Williams one, where he comes yeah. back as an adult. Peter right? Pan. Yeah, he comes yeah. back as an adult <laughs> Peter Pan because he leaves that world for yeah. so long, and all of the other ones. Are, I love Hook. That is that was a good one. I watched that one later in life, and I still love it. It's so like, much fun. Yeah. It's it's a weird Steven Spielberg film, but it's mm-hmm. so much fun. I it was Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Hmm. Who was Hook? I'm trying to look it up. I can't remember. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Yep, that's what it was. The new Pan movie, which I actually enjoyed. A lot of people didn't like it, but uh, it had Hugh Jackman as Hook, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, I yeah. love uh, Hook okay. in Pan. In Pan, Hook is awesome. He's like this enigmatic, like charismatic type of villain and he's fun and he's over the top. He's Hugh Jackman like playing like this theater villain. I love it. I just like Hugh Jackman. I yeah. think he's a great well, actor. He does a great job as Hook. It's, it's probably yeah. one of my favorite roles of his, and that movie was not well-received. Mm. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah. in the animated film, I didn't like it. But those, those are my... I, I went on too long. But <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's what I was thinking. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Real quick, here's a, here's a thing. There's this person posted on a forum. There's like a couple different theories as to how Captain Hook got there. Okay. Is A, he was imagined into being... Okay. Because they can think things up. Right. That's um, interesting. Basically what you said, he wandered in from a distant world, and yeah. then somehow Peter Pan just pissed him off <laughs> <laughs> and made him want to kill them. And then there was another one that says, they've been fighting for a millennia, a constant battle in every child's mind to stay young or grow old. Um, so it's like Peter's 
um, like imagining his older like his older counterpart or whatever. Okay. So huh. on that note, it'd be almost more interesting if Hook was like this imagined character that was created by Peter's imagination, and it was just an older Peter. That, that would, would be, be really cool. yeah, interesting. Cool. Out of like, and he's doing With that a mustache like, and a jealousy. Hook. Yeah, that, but <laughs> what they should do is they should just color his hair the same as Peter's and then just make him an older version. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I would love to see that. That's not what the movie is. The movie is a screaming child with a hook on his hand. <laughs> and with that, um, my uh, I'm going to round it out with my my dishonorable is one that I just I just don't like her. I, I, I just I, I'm sure I have a lot of reasons for it, and I'll get into it. But it's the Queen of Hearts from uh, Alice in Wonderland. I absolutely cannot stand her. Like I just I just don't like that person. Like I like there, there's villains that I like. You know what I mean? This one is one of those where I just I, I just hate every every single thing about it. And I there's not a single iteration that I like of her. Would that be, I do think that Hel- Helena Bo- uh, Bonham Carter played a good Queen of Hearts. I didn't see the live action one. Um, but I still hate that villain so so much. Um, she's just she's just loud, and all she does is yell and scream and talk about like you know cutting off her head and, and stuff like that. And I don't even know if she's like would be considered the main villain of the Alice in Wonderland uh, like movies. But I mean, she's really the only villain that you can even think of. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's other ones. Like the Mad Hatter. I guess. The Mad Hatter's a villain. He's yeah. definitely an antagonist. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of. Yeah. yeah. He he he's probably the main antagonist, but he still doesn't really do enough. Yeah. Again, it's like sharing the also limelight. The, also, the bunny. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a stretch. But yeah, Ch- Cheshire Cat is a brief mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. I mean yeah. that that movie. That really, the villain there is like the world because that's what she's trying to escape from. The yeah. true villain is Lewis Carroll because he wrote it and he's creepy. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever heard the backstory about why he wrote Alice in Wonderland? No. He was obsessed with like a 13 year old or like 15 year old or something, as, and he was like a 30 year old man. So he wrote a story, her name was Alice, and he wrote a story about her. And it was the, the actual story is way darker than what Disney ever did, obviously. But. Yeah. So I, I guess I would have to say I'd rather him write a story about it than do anything else. Creepy, but... but there's a lot more yeah. to that. He's also yeah. actually one of the suspected people that might have been Jack the Ripper. A lot of people think that. <laughs> Weird. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's a side note, though. Yeah. You were talking... The Queen of Hearts, <laughs> who does nothing but yell and scream... Who did not take your the heart. Whole time. She seems like a crybaby, also. Yeah, and, it's, and that's not what I want to see in any sort of a villain. Like, I mean, it's... You know, because she was... Like a pretty big part of the Alice in Wonderland like movies as we know it, um, because she was one of those ones that kept kind of Alice. I felt like kept running into I think, um, and she was there quite a quite a bit. Like of, yeah, because she was the one that put Alice on trial, uh, quote unquote, and still deemed her worthy to get her head cut off. Um, I'd say she's just she's a lot like the Wicked Witch of the West to me. She's just kind of boring. Yeah, and that's honestly I mean, what it com- yeah. comes down to. I mean, she's just she's too annoying to me to be boring. Like, too, I'm just like I, I can't even think about how boring she is because she just annoys that she just annoys, annoys me that much. So if any were to be on a dishonorable list for any reason, like I feel like this is it. Like just because I cannot stand that character. The character is just boring. I mean, you're right. Like yeah. it's definitely it's one of those characters I actually completely forgot about when thinking about that movie because there's so many other characters yeah. that are more important and do more and are more interesting. It kind of and just to kind of like 
keep going on with how much I like sometimes that character makes me not want to watch Alice in Wonderland to be completely honest like I choose not to watch it because I don't feel that's like sitting through the Queen of Hearts yeah I mean that's absolutely starts. fair like I like a lot of things about the Alice in Wonderland movie I like the whimsical nature of it I like you know like just like some of the other characters that we see like the Mad Hatter the Cheshire Cat you know and different stuff like that uh, the doorknobs at the very beginning but like you know just the actual like Queen of Hearts makes me just not want to sit, them, sit yeah. through that movie again nice well that's gonna do it for our top five Disney villains. Um, we had some good ones. Mm-hmm. We had some good yeah, ones. We had some really good discussions on them too. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of interesting ones because we have monsters, we have villains, we have people that are actually kind of heroes in their own way, and that just kind of mess up and yeah. become a villain. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, cool. So, <clears throat> for our. Uh, our polls are not getting as much traction as I would like them to get, so we're gonna start sharing them. I know I forgot to share it this week, um, but yeah. how dare you? I, yeah, I, I, like, I try to. Uh, but Ursula and Maleficent, which I was surprised did not make anyone's list. She was on my list, and then I took her off because I remembered about Taka. I've the, never seen. I think Maleficent is extremely boring in the animated film, and I haven't seen the live-action films because they look like... I heard the new one was not good Let me Let me just say, she was on my list because of the live-action movie, and I took her off because I thought of Taka, who was an animated, and I didn't have enough animated history with Maleficent to back it up, and I didn't want to base it off of live-action. <clears throat> but the live-action movie gives her a little bit more backstory and gives her a reason to be evil. And I think I appreciated that because in the original animated movie, she's just like the mistress of all evil. She's just Wait, pure evil. This new one though, she's not really evil because she like raises the kid herself, right? What kid? Mm, God, yeah, I watched it like a month ago. That's, I don't know. that's like what the new plot is for the newest one. For the newest one maybe. Is she, well, that, at the end of the film, she like took the kid and now she's raised her as her own. What happened was she was actually a fairy, right? Like a like a happy-go-lucky fairy. Aren't we all? Uh, yes, <laughs> flying around with our wings. <laughs> um, but the king, she has a fight with the king because the king doesn't like the magical creatures, and so he tasks uh, whoever can bring back the head of you know Maleficent will be uh, king because he's dying, and so his son goes out. And they have a history because they met as children. And he drugs her and cuts her wings off. And so she's like, I hate humans because they did this to me. So they give her a reason to be a little more evil instead of just being like, I'm evil. Why? (laughs) Because I'm evil. (laughs) So I appreciated that a little bit more. And that's one reason why I took her off my list because that's not what the original animated Maleficent was. Although she is cool because she could turn into a big dragon. The original was pretty cool. Like she's just big she's dragon. very one dimensional, but she's really cool because she's like this. She's like turned into a big she's dragon. She's like I wish yeah. she had had more screen time in the original animated because I feel like she could have been just like Jafar, but like the female version of Jafar, which I think would have been awesome. Mm. But I don't know. The Angelina Jolie movie has not interested me remotely. I don't. I can't tell you to go watch it. I enjoyed it, but it's not one that I'm like, man, you got to go see it. With that, we'll uh, we'll round things off here. Um, you can follow us on social media at list this podcast. We're going to be trying to get, we've been saying this for like a month now. We're going to try to get a, a new mic set up to where we all have our own mic and it'll sound better and we can interact with each other better. And we 
can actually feel like podcasters yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of three guys huddle around a mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but feel free to follow us on social media. We'll be posting pictures of topic-related things, list-related things, polls, pictures of me as Olaf, um, <laughs> just different things. Our posters that Cameron so amazingly puts together. Oh, yeah. Knocks out of the park every week. Here pretty soon, some of our posters that didn't quite work, we'll start putting up some of those too. <laughs> oh, I'm excited because those are those are fun. So uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird. You can follow me on Instagram at JawsBird and follow my life and stalk me. For me, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter. As the Cameron guy, you can find me on Instagram uh, at thatcameronguy22. Again, I use that one more often. Uh, for me, you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at holdmanjimbles. Um, but I'm definitely way more active on Facebook, so. Which you can't follow him on. I mean, you can still <laughs> send me a friend who grows Not really. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next time on List This, where we list and you listen. See you next time. See you later, guys. Disney's the villain.